This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. How's it going, D? Uh, not good. Did you have good. a good day today? Not good there, Wackerly. I'm actually tr- struggling to drink this MGD because I was, I'm so hungover today from last night. I went, Dude, I went, it was a work day today. Why are you hungover? Because I got go wasted last night. No, I woke up at 8 a.m. to go to work. But I, w- I went over and checked out the uh, Queers at Bottom of the Hill. Remember that band? Band? Oh, I thought... <laughs> you don't just mean the you mean queers the people that the hang Castro out there at the bottom of the Castro Hill? Bottom of the Hill is a bar in San Francisco that has live shows, and I uh, checked out the Queers last night. It's the worst place to see a show, in my estimation. So. Well, I went with my girlfriend and her ten-year-old brother because it's all ages, oh, and nice. uh, it was his Even first better. punk show. But they're a good band, though. I mean, it was it was definitely a good show. But it was just funny to get wasted in front of a ten-year-old. Because don't he they, can't uh, drink, and I was loaded, and Heather was driving, so I was like, yeah, you're going to have to deal with my wasted ass. Don't they sing that song, I Can't Stop Farting? Yeah, that was great, actually. And yeah, people freaked out during that. I mean, everyone's chanting, I can't stop farting. Did you, uh, the one, the, th- uh, the thing that I hate most about the bottom of the hill is that fucking big pole. No, we were all the not, way up Not Pollock, but the big pole. There's a big <laughs> pole in the middle of the floor, and it's always standing room only. Yeah. And the pole's what? Like, it's like a foot and a half wide, and I always end up standing behind the pole, and you can't see shit. Well, it blocks your view unless you're standing near the front. And so we were right. kind of in the front because, oh, okay. you know, we were, were the of the pole. Yeah, I was, like, beyond the pole. <laughs> but anyway, I just got wasted. I woke up this morning, had to go to work, totally just... Completely hungover, smelling like crap, didn't shower, didn't, I didn't even brush my teeth. I was just, nice. I was running late, got to work, and I'm sitting there, and my boss knew I was wasted. And the worst thing that could possibly happen, happened today. We had to have a company meeting where we had to meet the new CEO who had to go around and shake each of our hands personally. But you know what they made us do? I like the cut of your jib there, Simon. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what, you know what they made us do? And this is the worst part. They made us all stand up in front of the group, like all like, whatever, 50 employees or whatever. Stand up, say say your name, say your job title, you know, what, what, what you do, and, and then hobbies. say your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> And so I'm sitting there. I like to see the queers and get drunk. (laughs) Well, I'm sitting there like, you know, trying to think in my hazy mind, you know, my favorite thing in the world. And I'm thinking, you know, retards, crackheads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pussy. You know, I'm just thinking of things I could actually say in front of, you know, everyone I work with. And it finally got to me. And I'm just like, um, and the only thing that really came to mind, and I'm kind of embarrassed by this now because I think I earned a new nickname is unicorn. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I said it. I was like, unicorns. And people started laughing, and some other people were just kind of confused. And after that, all the people I work with are like, what's up, unicorn? Yeah. So now I'm kind of worried that I uh, got this horrible nickname now. You're going to have to get a tattoo to commemorate your love of unicorns? Well, I think that's what they're making fun of. Oh. They, they, they saw my tattoo, you know, right above my ass. The, I didn't think you wanted the tramp the, stamp. I didn't think you wanted tattoo. the listeners to know about that, so I was no. pretending like you didn't have it. Dude, I, I, seriously, I, I have no reservations about that tattoo. But I know you, it's cool. So were you at the beginning of the list? Yeah, they of started. People? They started with production. Okay, because if so you were they, at the end, you could just sort of steal somebody's and modify it. But you were, dude, you were, you were else, out there on a but limb. But everyone else's was like, oh, I like hiking. Uh, I like uh, food. Computers. Yeah, I, I like computer games. And so it got to me, and I was just trying. I, I couldn't think of any. I don't know why I said unicorn. I think you overthought it. You should have just said, like, TV. I should have said TV, and it would have been fine. But instead I said unicorn, now I'm going to have to suffer for the rest <laughs> of my you, employment now you, there. Now you've said it, like, three or four times. Did you say unicorn? Just singular? Like it's like it's no, unicorn uni- with a I, capital I, U? It's, you keep saying unicorn. Like like there's I, one <laughs> unicorn that you love. The one and true, you know, there can only... The last unicorn. That's what, the one I like. <laughs> what is that they say uh, over there in Sandland, you know? I don't, only I don't know one, what you're talking about, Wackerly. unicorn, and the unicorn is the unicorn or something like that. Is, is that like a wet dream you had about unicorns or something? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So anyway. You're the one with fucking loves unicorns. Get off my Anyway, spot. I mean, it's just funny to me because it's like I don't understand what they expect me to say. Porn because that's all we work on at work. Is Because is, I've told people that. That's all I do at work is I, I, I make enough. porn magazines. And, you know, I'm a graphic designer for porn magazines. So it's like what do they expect me to say? Porn? I couldn't say that. I had to say unicorns. So I, I don't feel that bad. You could have like, said unicorn porn. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, what is this? Iran? 
<laughs> you know? We're, we're not allowed to talk about unicorns or porn. I guess. You're not allowed to have individuality that, that's kept from other people. It all has to be out there, you know? Well, it kind of moves into my next topic here. It's, it's my little segue there, my nice. unicorn segue. Gotcha. It works. I only pull it out in special moments for special shows, and uh, today is uh, no exception. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just read something interesting. I don't know if you heard about this. In Iran, they have just passed some uh, a vote legislation over there that they're going to execute all porn stars so i, I don't know if they're if they're talking that, about all porn makes, stars yeah. in the world yeah, or just porn stars so in their countries well, that's the first one do they mean all porn stars is it a jihad against porn stars the world over well okay let, let me get into this here iran's parliament just this past wednesday voted in favor of a bill that could lead to the death penalty for people convicted of working in the production of pornographic movies uh, in so, iran I think they're talking about their own country. Yeah. So with a 148 to 5 votes in favor and uh, four abstentions, uh, lawmakers present at the Wednesday session of the 290-seat parliament in uh, Tehran approved that producers of pornographic works and main elements in their production are considered corrupter of the world and could be sentenced to punishment as corrupter of the world. So there's 290 people, and everybody voted for it except for four dudes. Yeah, four dudes were just <laughs> were like, back in their no, office. we like porn. <laughs> no, they were back in their office jerking off. They didn't make it to the uh, session. Well, you know what I find kind of surprising is, A, I didn't even know Iran had a parliament. Well, I'm sure it's just a big religious organization. Right? I thought it was just Allah that said, you know, okay, no porn. Well, Khomeini or – is he still around? Ayatollah Asahola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm a dinner jacket. Bomb, 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 Iran. Bomb, 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 bomb. But, but what I also find kind of funny about this too is the term corrupter of the world. I guess it's taken from the Quran. And it, um, it's the only fucking book they read. Well, it ranks among the highest on the scale of an individual's criminal offenses. So under Iran's Islamic penal code, if you're a corrupter of the world, it carries a death penalty. So isn't that kind of a sweet title? I think that should be our new slogan. Sick and wrong. Corrupter of the world. Maybe. It sounds more like a death metal band, though. I mean, I, yeah, it doesn't sound like a great album title. Yeah, an album title for... Yeah, maybe we could uh, call our greatest hit CD that we're going to release sometime in the future when we're really Corruptor old. of the world. Yeah, Corruptor of the world. Yeah, then that'd be good. So the main elements referred to in this draft include producers, directors, cameramen, and actors involved in making a pornographic video. Besides videos, the bill covers all electronic visual materials such as DVDs, CDs, the internet, websites. Uh, other materials such as porn magazines and books are already banned under Iranian law. So you can't even have one. No, you can't even have a Playboy in wow, Iran. Because I or mean, I used decapitated. to. I used to hide porn from my mom, but if you have to hide them like from the state, that's well, a different thing. Well, don't they have like? <laughs> I wonder if they have porno police there. They, I mean, they must. Like people that just drive around and try to like. It's it's almost like Orwellian in a sense. <laughs> they listen for this sound. <laughs> Someone's masturbating. <laughs> I hear we, it. We will find them. There's a 12 year old boy, boy <laughs> up in that house. It's like, what would they have? Like a masturbator detector? Like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, like a Geiger, jerking off. Like a Geiger counter. But, but starts that, ticking. But I know we've talked about this before, but it brings up the central issue of why there's so much violence over there. It's sexual frustration, dude. What? These guys can't jerk off. That's I mean, true. They could probably get excited seeing a woman's knee. Yeah. You know, and I mean, plus, the women are wearing those, sheets. You have They're those w- big robes on, so you can basically jerk off anywhere and nobody's going to know what you're doing. Dude, it's <laughs> you sexual. Just pull your arm in. It's sexual frustration manifesting itself in religious extremism. That's exactly. If those dudes jerked off more, they wouldn't be committing uh, suicide bombings. Right. Because they'd but, be like, I'm going to stay and at the home religious and jerk leaders off. know that, and that's why they, they encourage the abstention from any type of sexual activity. Sadistic bastards. That's what it is, dude. Well, they just want to retain their power. I, I don't know, man. I, I think we should almost that's, – that's what I think you should do. You know, there's all this trouble going on right now with the Palestinians and the Gaza Strip and all that. Just go over there with a big box of porn and be like, here you go, guys. <laughs> You know, here you go. Just have the porn. Let's stop this, all this uh, fighting, all this mishigas going on here. This Take what? the porn. Was that a craziness. Yiddish, was, that a wit- was that a Yiddish word you just threw in the I can, Iran I can discussion? <laughs> I could use that. I, I'm Jewish. I can use the Yiddish terms. Is this law being applied to a specific case, or what's going on? Well, well, that, that's what actually happened. Because I, we're going into two different sections here. We're, we are we like what you said. Porn is already outlawed, but this is something new, right? They they are going to it's an, execute somebody who's 
involved in the production of porn. Actors, directors, anyone who produces porn. Which you know what? I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for these people. Like like the pornographers or the Iranians? No, no, the pornographers. I mean, it seems a little silly to live in a country that's completely under the utter control of uh, you know, these these hardcore conservative uh, Muslim religious leaders who don't allow anything, and you think you're going to get away with making porn? Yeah, but the same thing could be said of Larry Flint, a pioneer in this country in the adult industry. Yeah, but I he, mean, he fought against, I mean, against great odds. Right, but he get, wasn't going to. I mean, the guy. So we can see spread open snatch. Yeah, but he was never going to be. I worship him. He was him. never going to be executed summarily. I mean, the guy. You no, know, but he probably could have been locked up indefinitely. Had Fine. he not crusaded for porn <laughs> Fine. rights. Fine, but I'm saying I don't feel sorry for these Iranians for being under threat of death at this point. I like the rebel pornographers. I just think they're a little foolhardy. I don't know. I, they I cut think... your hand off for, like, you know, stealing an apple. <laughs> Dude, I really think it's kind of cool that there's, like, this underground that just distributes porn. It's just like, you know, fuck Islamic law. We're going to just <laughs> let people jerk off. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's widely believed that the drafting of this bill came about as a reaction to a scandal, sex scandal, when a uh, private videotape belonging to an Iranian actress – I can't even say her name. It's like Zahra Amir Ebrahami um, She It allegedly showed her having intercourse with a man, and nice. it became available across Iran. The videotape was uh, leaked to the internet and released on a black market DVD, becoming a full-blown sex tape scandal. And uh, – Ebrahimi, the actress, came under an official investigation, which is still ongoing. She faces fines, whiplashing, stoning, or even decapitation for violations against uh, Iran's morality laws. I'm, I'm glad they have their priorities straight about what is, uh, you know, blaspheming against the Lord or whatever, the fake Lord. Well, I, I just love their punishments. It's like, she what had, should we do? She Whipping, had stoning? She had intercourse on tape, so we had to chop her head off. <laughs> Does that make any sense? God apparently really hates sex on videotape. Well, I'm just glad I'm not a Muslim because uh, I like getting laid. But so I guess the guy on the in the tape who's suspected of releasing it, he fled to Armenia, but the porno police went over there, captured him, and they returned him to Iran. And he's right now charged with a breach of public morality laws. He's in jail and he's awaiting beheading. There's, so that, that guy's going to be decapitated. Just sitting around waiting. Well, what the fuck did you think? You made a porn tape and you live in Iran. I, I, I go back to my original point. Well, the, the actress claims that uh, she says the woman in the film was not her. It's a fake. And it was made by a vengeful former fiance bent on destroying her career. And how can and, you tell? Because she's the burqa on the whole time. Well, I, I, you know, I wonder if they show her face or she's wearing the sheets the whole time <laughs> and you can kind of see her legs. Like, what does Iranian porn look like? Uh, I'd like to find out. You can see an ankle. It's like, oh, my God, ankle. I'm going to jerk off now. It's like, you know, it's I, I've reached climax ankle. You know, I mean, I, I wonder, can they tell her just, you know, I, I wonder what they do. The Iranian porn police must be like sitting there pausing it, looking at her vagina and just kind of like trying to identify her through it. I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder about that. So uh, I guess uh, pornographic material is easily accessible there through foreign satellite television uh, there's bootleg videotapes and CDs are also available on the black market in many street corners. Which leads me to my other question. It's like, how do you really stop people, even in a country that uh, where porn is legal, from viewing porn on the internet? Well, like, can they do anything to stop that? Yeah, I mean, China doesn't allow all internet traffic. Any internet traffic that goes to China goes through China's main filtering. Uh, but how do you, you know, control portals? It? You just do. You somebody reviews everything that comes through. So they have like a minister of porn. Yeah, and uh, that goes to what I was going to say. Minister is, can you, of smut. Can you imagine if you were the the kid of the guy who, you know, had to review the tape, and you snuck into your dad's office, and you live in Iran, and you've never seen, even like you were saying, an ankle before, and you sneak into your dad's office, and you're like 15, and there's just, just full-blown, wide-open Iranian beaver right in your face. Yeah, it's got to be the I, best I mean, it's got to be the ever. coolest thing ever, you know? I, I, I wonder. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for these kids. It leads me to wonder, too, like... I read another article uh, real quick here that in Australia, uh, there, there's like a, some kind of uh, uh, there's some some kind of issue going on here with Penthouse, the Australian version of Penthouse, which is one of the top-selling adult magazines over there. Says that uh, they may be required to submit all its future issues for approval by the Australian government censors. 
because its latest issue emphasized genitals. I guess they're not allowed to emphasize genitals. One of the uh, photos in question is described as a depiction of two breast naked females standing with their breasts pressed against one another. So they're, uh, so the breasts are emphasized because they're pressed together? Well, they, they claim that there is are... Is a breast a genital? Well, they claim that there are pictorials in there that emphasize genitals. So what, are they not allowed to show genitals in Australia either? I When they say emphasize, they're not allowed to emphasize genitals, that implies to me that they can show them, but they need to be subdued. You know, what do you do? You on mean the like crease a, with the staple over it? Well, what are you talking like? Just a hair pie shot? You can see a little bit of pubic hair, right? Maybe or are you, you talking know, about just the, no the spread wom- open beaver? The, yeah, well, yeah. The the woman's legs are maybe you know uh, crossed or at least pressed together, and maybe you see a little hair pie or a little bit of the front butt crack. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, but you can't. What I, I what I think they're saying when you can't emphasize is like you said, you know, like the speculum cam or uh, you know a big black dildo all ready to ram inside well obviously there must be no penetration you know i bet you they're not allowed to show any genitals i mean if they're freaking out about a shot of two girls breast pressed together you probably can't even see nipple you probably can't even show hair pie but what i'm what i'm think what i'm saying is if they couldn't show it at all they wouldn't use the term emphasize that emphasis emphasis of the genitals is wrong and i think what they're saying i think they're calling a breast a genital which isn't really my terminology of choice i, I don't i think a breast is a secondary sexual characteristic breast was only first base um that's a good point uh but i think what they're saying is the breast being a genital in their terminology the fact that it's pressed up against another breast is emphasizing the breast as opposed to just, oh, what look, they... here's, a, here's a nude model. It's just like a fashion magazine, but she doesn't have any clothes on. I think I... they prefer that type of photography. I think they can probably show breasts and they could probably show ass, but they can't show any frontal nudity. That's a shame. You know, I don't, especially with Naomi Watts coming out of that country. You, you know. She's never done any nudity. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> But you but, know what? Australia, they have a lot of beaches. And and this also goes back to Iran. You said you felt sorry for the kids in Iran, and maybe you feel sorry for the kids in Australia. But both places have a lot of sand. And you'll probably remember, if you're like me, that uh, if you have sand and you're a little kid, you can make a sand lady, you know, sand titties, sand vagina, and you can just sort of get on the beach and fuck that. You know, you probably really enjoyed that movie Weird Science when you were a kid, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. It's, you remember Weird Science where they made the Kelly LeBrock robot? Oh, right. I was thinking of Real Genius. The yeah, other, you must have been The really... other Weird Science movie, <laughs> the Weird Science knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did like that movies. one. Yeah, and it must have been wish fulfillment for you. Yeah. No, but you know what I wonder? All the Australian fans out there, answer us this question. Can you show nudity? Is nudity illegal in your country too? And like, have you ever made a sand vagina and fucked it? Dude, Australia is, you know, a democratic free nation. I don't yeah, but they're pretty it. conservative. Well, I mean, I grew up I spent my childhood years in South Africa, and in South Africa porn's illegal. You couldn't have blue movies. So maybe so uh, all porn. You can't even see a tit. Yeah, no, there's no porn. There's no pornographic magazine. I had no idea about the wonderful world of masturbation until I came to this country in the ninth grade. I had no idea. <laughs> there was no sand there? <laughs> no, I, I, actually, there was sand, but I never even thought about building a sand vagina. <laughs> just, the thought never occurred to me. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I wasn't a very imaginative little kid. Yeah. But you know what I wonder is how many countries out there – you know, other than the Middle East, which or which is a given. But how many other countries, like Western Westernizations, Western nations, uh, don't allow porn? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, China has porn, right? I don't know. I mean, well, Japan does. That's for sure. But Japan has the freakiest porn out there. But they'll pixelate the snatch or the and the cock. Yeah, no, which they is do. a throwback to laws I think that we Im- imposed upon them after World War II, which is just weird. But they're perfectly comfortable with showing like a girl shit all over her head. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand. I think they're it. compensating for not being able to see the vagina. I I don't understand. It's an interesting topic, but I really think what you should get out of this is Iranians. If all of our Iranian fans just masturbate and don't commit suicide bombings, that's right. all you really need to do. Just jerk off. Yeah. Break the law. Distribute porn. Be a porn rebel. Fuck a camel if you have to. <laughs> well, anyway, this is episode 75 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, it's kind of amazing that we've reached that 75 point in the show. Is this the golden anniversary or some shit like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to commemorate 
this achievement with an, uh, with another interview, which we're going to have to have in the next couple of weeks. You know, it's Gay Pride, I think, next weekend in San Francisco. Hmm. And so my brother agreed to come back on the show and discuss um, the various gay pride events that happen in the city. So that'll be that will air in two weeks, is what you're saying. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll yeah. do an interview with him. So because yeah. we'll have another show before Gay Pride, and then yeah. Gay Pride will He's happen. He's way too busy during Gay Pride. I just don't want to get the listeners' hopes up because I know your brother Jeff is a big popular. Well, you know, people a got popular guest. People got a little taste of him in the last show when we called him, <laughs> a which is early like, on that. I don't yeah, know. but I, you know, I wouldn't even want a taste of my brother. But the, no, they got a little a hint of what's to come by listening to my brother. Yeah, he was a little surly in that. And so I'm just saying we're gonna have him back on the show, and I know he's everyone's favorite. It's the favorite guest we've had on here. So uh, yeah, he's gonna be back on very soon. People have a lot of questions about the gay lifestyle, and he's the only way to get the true, definitive answers. But before we get on here with the uh, stories for episode 75, I want to do a quick recap of uh, last week's episode. Uh, if you recall, I did a sh- I did um, a story about the AIDS gang that was uh, deliberately raping people and giving them AIDS. Uh, Wackerly did a story about a kid that slept with a dead cat. And uh, a listener sent in a story about an artist who uh, ate the queen's dog, a corgi. Right. And, uh, yeah, uh, not much of a surprise compared to how lame the other two stories were. I won by a, a, a huge margin. 84 votes came in for my story. Uh, Wackerly came in about 36, and the listener came in with 44. Just because you played the gay card. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the I got to call AIDS my brother. Card. <laughs> it worked. People are freaked <laughs> out by AIDS, so I'm enjoying my MGD this week. Uh, Thank you very much. You're people, welcome. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Uh, Wackerly and I come the internet, find the most disturbing news item of the week presented here on the show. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you could send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. And uh, the winner is voted by the audience. Uh, either gets a case of beer if it's me or Wackerly, or the uh, listener, if the odd chance that he wins, will get the Sick and Wrong Care package. So um, I don't know if you started the show off last week. I think you might have. So let me kick off the show this week. Whatever you want. Yeah. And this actually, my story kind of goes along with the uh, porn theme. So um, here's the headline. I like it. Tits rotting after surgery, surgery went awry. Tits. Tits. Yeah, tits rotting after surgery went awry. Did you get this article from Penthouse? I don't see many newspapers using tits in the headline. All right, I lied. It's breasts are rotting after <laughs> oh. surgery went wrong. But I kind of like saying tits. I think it sounds cooler. Yeah, tits. So uh, my story happened in Napier, New Zealand. It's an international story here. A woman believed her breasts were rotting off her chest after a breast reduction went wrong and left her with gaping holes and a putrid-smelling infection. The uh, surgeon who performed the operation is charged with professional misconduct while the woman was, was in his care uh, from the end of 2000 until March 2005. He has interim name suppression, which I guess is what they do in uh, New Zealand. If there's an ongoing case, they can't reveal names. Oh, okay. Whereas in uh, the States, that doctor's name would be all over the, all over the press, and no girl would ever go to this guy to get her breast done. So uh, the enough. woman told the uh, tribunal... The Health Practitioners Disciplinary Tribunal uh, the other day that she had been told by her surgeon her dream to have her size 20 double G breasts become D cups was achievable. Now, wait, 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 wait. This, 20, is a, this is a breast reduction or this a breast This was a breast reduction that went awry. Oh, well, that ruins my. I was going to make a comment about implants, but I Dude, guess I can't now. 20 double G. How, how, can you fathom how huge that is? No, I can't. What is the letter? D-cups. The letter D-cups is cups are big. Yeah, but the letter is the width. I or think the so. Volume and I the, think it's the, the width. what is the number? Uh, chest we have, we size? Have, like, have, is it like have, waist size? At least you... one girl listener, right? Maybe she can tell. Well, us no, what I think if you take on. like a measuring tape around her, it goes to forty, doesn't it? it that's okay. Not, and the the bra size is the is okay, the cup. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, so, she, so the the number is the distance around. And the 
the cut the letter is the Did, is the volume like how big of a bowl you'd need to we cut sound like we've titty. never touched a tit before <laughs> i have but i've never read the bra <laughs> i've never read the bra once i yeah, get it I, off i'm not a transvestite i yeah. don't dress up in yeah, women's clothing I so i don't know i think a transvestite would know this i think a red-blooded heterosexual male is perfectly natural not to know anything about the bra size well what's interesting this story is has personal relevance for me because today i spent about six hours Working on these new porn titles that we just received at work that were assigned to me. Thanks. I want to thank my boss for doing this. Uh, one is called Extra Large, and the other one is called Voluptuous Fixins. And, so I'm um, assuming that doesn't just mean extra large titties. That means no. extra large all around. Dude, not only were these women just huge behemoths, they had their stats at the end of their at the, at the end of their pictorials, and they would have their height and their weight. And these girls were all over 250. I mean, tall were, or no, short? No, five foot seven, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. <laughs> that's pretty tall, but that's also pretty big. Two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Somebody's... But you're talking about girls that can stand up, right? You're not talking about morbidly no, uh, these... obese. At I that would point. almost consider this obese. Right, right. But obese, but not morbidly obese. Morbidly obese is when you can barely get out of bed. Like... You know. I, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with voluptuous girls. I like curvy girls. And, and I think we've talked about hogging before on this show, <laughs> you know, uh, when we go out looking for fat chicks. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know we've discussed this this topic before, and I think I said my weight cutoff is like 170 pounds. I don't think I've ever banged a girl over 170 pounds. Have you? Yeah, but not much, probably. It's probably close to that. Yeah, well... But, it's I mean, all about which, the height. It's yeah, all about the height. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. You, it's you like gotta, if the girl's really, like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah, you, really, you really have to have a BMI index, body mass index thing. <laughs> Taking the skin fold test, yeah, grabbing her right. arm. Yeah. But these these women are like 5'6", five, 5'5", five, five, and they weigh like 215 pounds. So these are big girls. Yeah, that's why it's called Extra Large Magazine. And so I'm sitting here doing this magazine, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, this woman has 40 double G breasts. And I swear to God, dude, I mean... These breasts are about as big as my legs. They're huge. They're bigger than my thighs. They're like these massive, massive like udders. And that's could, what they call them. You could scale it with some crampons and a couple ice but, picks. But that's like their names in the in the spreads, like Audrey Udders. And it's just like this woman with these mad, this massive bosom. I mean, she, she could would... kill you with her bosom. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that this uh, New Zealander here must have been pretty hefty. See, it's not the size that turns me off. It's the too many folds. Yeah, if, it, no, if a girl yeah. is plump, but she fills out her plumpness well, then that still can be attractive. But if there's all kinds of crazy folds where there shouldn't be folds, and you can't even figure out which one is the vagina, that's not good for anyone. Yeah, but wouldn't that be more fun? No, it's not. Because you, know, <laughs> my... you never really know what's going on in that case. It's always a mystery. Like, did we have sex? Did we not? Did I just rub on her somewhere? I don't know. Here's a maxim to live by. If you can't, put your, if you can't touch your fingers if, when, when your arm's around her waist... Don't fuck her, because she's too big. I usually try to not have sex with girls that I can't pick up. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a strain, true. I mean, I don't need to be able to just throw her around. But if I can't even lift her feet off the ground, that's that's a big no. So so the woman in the article who is actually unnamed because they want to reveal her identity, don't give her further embarrassment here, she said the surgeon did not at any time recommend to her that a different procedure was performed, that she should lose weight or anything. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, she says, quote, I felt that what I was wanting would be easy to achieve and fairly routine. It's a breast reduction, which I've always considered a crime. But in her case, I don't know, man. I think she needed a breast reduction, gastric bypass, and maybe she might be fuckable. Soleil Moonfry, the actress who played Punky Brewster, got a breast reduction, and it's always been a disappointment to me. Punky did? Yeah, you didn't know that? God, you just ruined my childhood <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Yeah, you just ruined my childhood brain, dreams. Yeah. So uh, she says the surgeon did not talk at all about the possibility of tissue loss. He did not say that there was an increased risk of anything as a result of her size, the size of her breasts, or the fact that she smoked. But she said after she had the operation, six days later, she felt tired, scratchy, and things were a bit of a blur. I uh, don't know what that means. Gross. The next morning, she woke to find her bed saturated in blood and brown discharge leaking from her left breast. She then uh, went back to the surgeon the next day, and uh, he took a sample for testing. He said everything was fine. She just needs to change her dressing every two hours. Her ranch dressing? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you need it's to the, switch from ranch to blue cheese. I think it's the bandages for her wounds. I think she just drinks. I, I think she just to... drinks the ranch dressing. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, the IV drip. <laughs> so the, the next day, she was changing her dressings every two hours, and uh, she claims that the discharge smelt awful. It was a horrible, sickly smell, like when you have leave meat in the sun. Oh. <laughs> this gets graphic. I was starting to hate the sight of my breasts. The next day, after I'm watching... I'm starting to hate the sound of them. <laughs> I can feel her pain. On the next day, after watching liquid dribble from her breast down her body, while she showered, she went back to the surgeon, who gave her an x-ray. It's still dripping out, even when she's in the shower? That's just some powerful Dude, discharge. It, it, just, it's like, it must just be leaking pus. I'm just pestilence, a, just I'm dripping from her Hershey, breast. Hershey's syrup bottle right now. Well, he said the reason they had to do an x-ray is because he said that one swab had been missing at the end of her operation. So I think he felt that he left a swab inside the breast. Those fucking surgeons, they do that all the time. Yeah, but dude, she lives in New Zealand. Like, what type of surgeon do you think she's going to? A hobbit? Or a you know? sheep veterinarian? <laughs> or no, wait, what are those people in that? I mean, she obviously must not have had enough money to go to a you know legitimate surgeon. So she must have went to, like, what are the, the whale rider guys? What, the what whale riders. The aborigines? <laughs> they're just whale riders. No, they're aborigines. Aren't they? That's Australia, I think. And we've been say the uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> we've been chided before for mixing up Australia and New Zealand. You know, she probably just went to Russell Crowe. <laughs> he was drunk. He punched her tits <laughs> he off. He punched her tits off. Just he punched them so much that they shrank in size. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, well, he did say his name was omitted, right? Maybe it was Dr. Crow. <laughs> the woman says she couldn't afford to go anywhere to have the surgery fixed, so she tried to stay friendly with the same surgeon who she still trusted for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know why on. she trusts the whale riders. Dude, they ride whales, for Christ's sake. Two weeks after the surgery, he removed some stitches and revealed gaping holes and without anesthetic, cut away dead flesh. She said it felt like torture. It was not that the process was physically painful, but the snip, snip, snip of him cutting out the flesh drove her insane. She took a CD to her next appointment to block out the noise, but when she sat up, a chunk of dead flesh fell off her stomach and landed on the floor. So, dude, her breasts were just actively rotting away in front of her. Uh, that could have just been her lunch from the day before, though. <laughs> Coming out her breasts. Yeah, that was a, that was a big, or just out of a fold. That was a McDonald's Big Mac she shoved in the hole <laughs> to save for later. <laughs> the woman went back to her general practitioner who referred her to a reconstructive surgeon who uh, cleaned up her breast so they could heal. She has since had four reconstructive operations but said there was still there was still extensive scarring and disfigurement, which will probably affect her for the rest of her life. So this leads me to believe it's like, you know, women, I understand like a lot of girls out there are dissatisfied with their breasts and they feel the need to surgically augment their breasts. There's no need to do that because no, guys do that. really don't care. Do you care? I care. I, I think uh, f- big fake tits are disgusting. I mean, I it does. Yeah, there are guys out there who like them. How many but, guys really like fake tits? Like big, well, huge, like hard fake tits. Like, have you ever s- felt any? Uh, I felt an implant, but it wasn't in a tit. It was just out on, on somebody's desk. Well, I, I worked at a strip club, so I felt many an implant before. And, there it, are, and seriously, it's like hugging a girl with softballs attached to her chest. Yeah, and there are guys that like that, but y- girls, you don't want those guys. No. <laughs> you know, those are guys are, are the dudes who wear those Oakley Razor sunglasses, <laughs> and they maybe drive a truck for a living. And they're probably wearing jean shorts. Not against anybody who drives trucks, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't want to disparage our female fans who might have breast implants, but I don't really – I doubt that there's too many strippers that listen to this show. But I just think it's unnecessary. It's just like, you know, in the heat of the moment, we just want to get laid. Right. You know, we're not going to marvel at your female form. But, yeah, that's yeah, true. I, I don't know, man. I mean, it might be me. And, you know, I've seen – and the thing is, if you're going to go get it done – Save up some money, go to money. Beverly Hills, yeah, and go Miami. to a real, yeah, or Miami, well, and go to a real doctor. Right. Like, seriously, that's what you need to do. I don't know. I, I, I find it kind of disgusting. So on the sick and wrong scale, this uh, woman's breasts were rotting in front of her. And, you know, obviously, dude, I mean, if you think about it, that's her entire self-confidence in those big, huge, mammoth, 20-double-G breasts. And they're rotting nice away. Ass. Dude, this is like she's turning in. She had like zombie tits. Yeah, that is gross. It's just, could you imagine if uh, you were wasted at the bar, this hippopotamus walked up to you and was just like, 
you know, kind of into you, this big girl. She walked up to you. She's kind of into you. You're drunk. You're like, all right, whatever. Took her back home. She <laughs> for, takes for, her- first of all, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you spilled some chocolate sauce on your shirt in two spots. But She's like, no, that's I- discharge. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. So she takes you back to her house. She takes her shirt off and half her tit falls off, a bunch of dead flesh. Mm, You're probably going to puke. That would end it for me, I think. So on the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give this a 9.4. I'm going to give it a 9.5 because I almost lost my lunch. I don't know. It's just foul. Well, what do you have here for episode 75, Wackerly? <laughs> I'll tell you what I've got. I got a story from Aberdeen, Scotland. Scotland, eh? <laughs> Good old Aberdeen. Uh, apparently, uh, a woman in Aberdeen uh, this past Tuesday uh, was let off of her probationary period um, for child neglect. Apparently, she has a little kid who is uh, 10, 9, something like that. There you go with another child to be a story. This really, it has nothing to do with the kid, though. Oh, nothing that, to do with the kid? Well, it does, but, but the sickness has nothing to do with child abuse. It's the nature of well, the kid's maladies, let me put it that way. Um, apparently, uh, when this woman went into court the first time, um, she uh, her name was Sharon Forrest. She's age 34. Um, she was on probation, or she was, she was brought into court for failing to get medical treatment for her child and neglecting her child. Um, the court heard the girl's head was matted and infected with scars for weeks. The child's head. Yes. Um, after several consul- consultations, doctors at Aberdeen Royal Infirmary discovered that the child had lice and that the lice had spread in a band from ear to ear and had to cut off all the child's hair to deal with this problem. In a band? What do you mean? Are like, these like Scottish lice, a special I'm thinking, breed? I'm thinking one of those headbands headband that chicks wear, or like a halo of lice encrusted around her head. Lice halo, that's what I'm talking about. So this wasn't Sean Connery's daughter, was it? Could be. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, so during the process of cutting off all the hair that's just infested with lice feces and lice carcasses and living lice, I guess. Bob Marley had to go through little, the same thing. It's a little ecosystem. Uh, the child was so distressed that they actually had to put her under general anesthetic. Jesus, to, to remove the lice? Completely put her under to cut all this hair off. And once they cut off the hair and pulled off the crusty lice halo, uh, they noticed a mass of scar tissue on the scalp, which was severely infected. I'm sure it smelled something like this woman's gross, disgusting tits that you were just talking about. <laughs> uh, the scar tissue had to be uh, uh, also had to be treated and I think removed. Yeah. Doesn't say they had to do a skin graft or anything, but you know. Yeah, and the, maybe. so the lice were living in the uh, scar tissue. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. This is like a lice condominium here. It sounds like a lice metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you like, you know, because crabs are basically lice. Imagine if you had this problem down there. That'd be very distressing. Yeah. 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 Um, and once again, just like all of these cases, the the woman had had social workers and health visitors. That must be something specific to Scotland, a health visitor. I don't know what that is. But uh, had been involved all along uh, with, with this family because, uh, you know, they obviously had other problems going on. This wasn't the only thing that was nefarious about this uh, family life. Um, but they yet the condition had been allowed to develop, even though these social workers were still involved. Oh, Nessie. But uh, apparently they're doing better, and uh, the woman was so they uh, managed let to off of her... the lice. Yeah, yeah, and this is a year later now, and the woman's uh, getting off of her probation. And uh, Sher- I sh- they could call him this woman the sheriff, but I think it's like a judge. Sheriff Anna Cowan admonished this woman after hearing she had not been in any trouble since the incident, which makes me think. That- in the states, admonished means you like scold somebody, but it sounds here like somebody. admonished means like she commended this woman. So I don't, does admonished admonished mean something different in Scotland than it does in the states? I don't know. We have to ask. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving this story eight point nine. 
You know, dude. Bad I, lice infection. I, I wonder how prevalent lice infections are in Scotland. I, I've seen the movie Braveheart, and there are a lot of dirty people that live in Scotland. Right. That was like in the 1200s, I think. Yeah, but there's certain areas of Scotland that haven't changed. They much. haven't progressed. <laughs> yeah, they haven't. I, I mean, I've, they still wear the blue paint on their face. <laughs> Yeah, and they walk around in kilts and all that. And I imagine lice probably can thrive in that type of environment. So being that it's probably kind of a common malady there, I don't think the stories is as sick as you might think it might be. Well, maybe that's why they let it progress so far. They were like, ah, she's got a little bit of lice, but uh, (laughs) she's not too bad yet. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I can't even do a Scottish accent. (laughs) It was different than my Irish ones. I think maybe I'm developing it as the show goes on. But this is a little girl, and I could just imagine the teasing at at her school. She must have been derided on a regular basis. It'd be cool if they took off the lice helmet, and it sort of stayed intact, and she could just keep it in her house, you know, for Halloween. She could put it back on. Ooh, I'm a scary zombie with light, lights problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what you would do if your kid had. I wonder if they do this. Did you ever do? Did they do that in your elementary school where they kind of had the comb and they went through the kids' hair. Yeah, lights check. Lights checks. Do you think they do that in Scotland? Uh, maybe this girl wasn't going to school, but apparently not for her. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm gonna have to give that an 8.5. All right, an 8.5. I'll take it. I well, still think it's gross, but. I think it's kind of foul. We'll have to see what the listening audience has to say about that one. So uh, we received a uh, rather um, vile listener submission this week. Um, we received it actually from four different listeners. But I took the uh, first person because, you know, we want to be first serve. we want to be equitable here on uh, Sick and Wrong. So this was sent in from – Although uh, if, it, if it was a really – if a really uh, hot woman sent something in and she was the last one and she sent a picture, I would probably give it to her. Well, if like some Iranian girl, you know, sent this in and she sent a picture of her spread open uh, vagina, you know, I would give it to her and then I would forward that email to the Ayatollah. (laughs) So this was sent in from uh, Edmund who um, has submitted articles in the past and he's actually a fan of the show. So um, he's, he's contributed. He's a contributor. And so um, we decided, I decided to give the article to him. Here's the headline. Woman jailed for testicle attack. Now, this is another common – I think it's another common listener submission. I know this has happened on the show before. We've done another article about a testicle attack where a woman ripped off someone's uh, guy's testicle. All kinds of testicle – testicular trauma always gets gets a big response. Yeah, because uh, I think we have a predominantly male listening audience. And yes. as soon as they hear testicle being ripped off, you know, our balls retract inside our taint. Although we, we've done the tit story this week, so this is just equal time for you know yeah. both genders. So a woman who ripped off her ex-boyfriend's testicle with her bare hands, always with the bare hands, has been sent to prison. Um, Amanda Monty, 24, flew into rage when uh, Jeffrey Jones, 37, rejected her advances at the end of a house party. This happened in Liverpool in uh, England. She pulled off his left testicle and tried to swallow it before spitting it out. Wait a minute. This all happened at the party? At the party. (laughs) That's why I find the uh, details of this article somewhat confusing. So she pulled off his left testicle, tried to swallow it before spitting it out. A friend grabbed it and handed it back to Mr. Jones saying, that's yours. That's (laughs) yours, mate. Cheers. (laughs) Monty, the girlfriend, admitted wounding and was jailed for two and a half years. Uh, sentencing the woman, <clears throat> Judge Charles James said it was a very serious injury and that she was not acting in self-defense. The court heard that Mr. Jones had ended his long-term but open relationship with Monty towards the end of May last year. The pair remained on good terms, <clears throat> and on uh, the 30th of May, she picked him up from a party in uh, Crosby, England, went back for drinks with his friends at Mr. Jones' house. So this actually, the testicle ripping happened in his own home. So he had changed <clears throat> into shorts at this, short pants at this point. Maybe, you know, he got home, slipped into something more comfortable. Because I can't imagine this happening through a pair of jeans. Well, I mean, you're underestimating a woman's power. <laughs> so an argument ensued at the party, and Mr. Jones said there was a struggle between them. So and you're he- thinking she's some type of, has some type of a Bruce Lee camel clutch type maneuver that just rips right through the pants and tears the nut off well have you seen the show heroes you know that blonde chick the hot stripper chick yeah oh, so yeah. she looks in the mirror Allie larder is her name yeah she looks in the mirror and she sees her evil uh doppelganger like her twin well sometimes the evil doppelganger looks in the mirror and sees the good, good and sees half. the good path right so i wonder if this woman has a same split personality disorder or something Maybe. <clears throat> and or her, maybe she's just a bitch full time. 
Could, or, you know, maybe she's a bodybuilder. She does seem to have super strength. So during the uh, struggle, Mr. Jones said she grabbed his genitals and pulled hard. He added, that caused my underpants to come off, and I found I was completely naked and in excruciating pain. Uh, D, let me rephrase that for you. That caused my underpants to fall off, and I found that I was in excruciating pain. So, okay, so the guy must have just been in his underwear. Was it breakaway underwear, like the kind of stripper men wear that they can just pull off? I think football players wear that, too. <laughs> Soccer players? Maybe. So, um... So the guy, like, they're in a struggle. She grabbed his nuts and ripped his underwear off and his ball, but in front of everybody? I guess so. Somebody else was there to make the save. Well, right? yeah. The court heard that a friend saw Monty put Mr. Jones' testicle into her mouth and try to swallow it. She <laughs> choked on it, spat it back into her hand before his friend grabbed it out of her hand and gave it back to Mr. Jones. So what I don't understand, she tried to swallow the guy's nut. And then she spit it back up, landed on the ground or in her hand, and her friend, his friend, grabbed out of his hand and gave it back to him. Dude, that's above and beyond the uh, friend duty there. Oh, I would not touch your nut on the ground. You're <laughs> playing on the ground. Seriously, Wackerly, if uh, if you and your girlfriend were in a fight and she ripped off your nut, it fell on the ground. I wouldn't touch your nuts under any circumstance. I would be like, yeah, I, uh, I guess you're going to be one ball now. One ball wackerly now. You'd be too busy fooling around with your camera phone. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a video of that. So in a letter to court, the court here, Monty said she was sorry for what she had done. She said it was never my intention to cause harm to Jeff, and the fact that I have caused him injury will live with me forever. I am in no way a violent person. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, <laughs> you crazy bitch. And why did she try and swallow it? Did she ever explain that? She said she's challenged herself to explain what has happened, but she still cannot remember. This has caused much anguish to me and will do so for the rest of my life. Do you think the guy was at least a little bit proud prideful that that he got his nut ripped off no that her his nut was so beefy and and massive that she couldn't that she almost choked on it dude but could you imagine any any person woman trying to anyone trying to swallow a bloody testicle you're probably gonna puke it back up well she didn't it did she puke it back up or did it it wouldn't go down on it yeah it wouldn't even go down the windpipe I just find that dis- – so what – do you think if she had swallowed it, doctors would have had to wait for her to shit it back out <laughs> and put it back in? I mean does it work like that? In a perfect world, it would work like that. But well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it – did they sew it back on in Apparently, this doctors were unable to reattach the yeah, organ. So Mr. Jones here is uh, One Ball Jones now. <laughs> From now on, yeah. One Ball Jones, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong scale – dude, this is pretty disgusting. I'm going to have to give this a 9.6. 9.7, actually. I'm raising it because it's so vile. I'm going to give it a 9.5, which I think was what I gave the titty story, because I I think the titty story was pretty gross, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, we're it's, gonna... it's, it's, it, the deciding factor is, are you more disgusted by a violent act, or are you more disgusted by just decaying flesh? What I'm disgusted by is the fact that his friend picked up his nut and gave it back to him. I was like, "That's yours, mate." But that's the but that's the human interest angle. That's that's the that's a it's soft disgust- and warm angle. I mean, would that be your best buddy from you know from here on out, or would you be like, "Yeah, dude, you grab my nut." <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude, I can't hang out with you anymore. If they sewed it back on, he'd be your best bud. But in this case, since they weren't able to reattach it, then it's just weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's we, uncomfortable. We're going to have to find out what the listening audience has to say about this. Yeah. Go, go give your vote for episode 75, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, uh, Wackerly, we're nearing towards the end of the show here, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email. And uh, this week, we uh, received a few emails that I think merit discussion here on the show. Uh, number one was uh, sent in by Aubrey, who's a big fan of the show. She's listened to it uh, 
from she's listened to a number of episodes. Are we sure that this is a girl? Because sometimes we think that listeners are girls based on their name, and then they say that they're men. How many men are named Aubrey? I don't know, but how many men are named you know all the other ones that complain when we call them a woman? Well, I'm going to assume here. Right. I'm going to assume that this I'll is a woman. You. So Aubrey says, seriously, guys. My memory is just as shitty as yours, and if you don't tell me what the stories were, I can't remember. And Evade's description implies laziness. Oh yeah, I was going to vote for the AIDS rape story, and I think that was Dee's story. So if I am wrong, I'm sorry. What Aubrey's referencing here is uh, episode 74, oh, which uh, Wackerly neglected to write a description for. And l- let me just I wrote get... a description. Dude. I described the show as being so amazing that it was indescribable. That's a description. Just because it wasn't a detailed play-by-play of the show does not mean that I didn't describe it. And, by the way, implies laziness? <laughs> oh, I, well, nothing needs to be implied. I am lazy. Wackily, I think it was a cop-out on your part. And let me just explain. I've written 75, 74, 73 descriptions, show descriptions up to that point, and I take one week off with a straightforward, simple description, and people come down on me like a ton of bricks. This wasn't the only email that said this. No, we received some, we received several others. But, but Wackily, let me just say this. People, the way Sick and Wrong works, it's a partnership between me and Wackily here. And uh, I usually... Uh, my my end of the partnership is that I produce the podcast. I do all the audio. Wackily handles all the uh, web stuff. So he writes the description. He posts the show, um, stuff like that. That's and great. so I send him an email. I've slaved all weekend producing this podcast, editing, putting it up on the site, you know, getting it all ready to give to him. And uh, I finally, like, go and check the website Monday morning and much to my chagrin, just like the listening audience, I see a one sentence description of the show. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> so I email Wackley saying, what, you, what you're not going to write a description this week and no response. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> no response. I didn't even get an you email know, from him. But you know, you know what the no, the no, just as the descript, the non-description was a description, the no response was a response. And that response was, fuck you. <laughs> I figured that was the response. I you gathered that. interpret it. And then we, we get our listeners chime in and uh, we got another guy named Ash. Who says, since I don't know who talked about what, I'm just picking one at random. Way to go with that. And what he's referring to is not only did Wackerly fail to write a description for the episode, <laughs> he also didn't even specify which articles to vote on. Can I and ex- so I want to say why, Wackerly. Why? Well, well, I'll tell you why. What happened this week? Well, we typically we typically post the podcast on Sunday night, though we don't normally record it on Sunday. Sometimes uh, when we're running late. When we're running late. Um, sometimes when we're running late, it doesn't post till Monday, but conscientiously, I thought this week it's going to be posted Sunday night, come hell or high water. And it was edited and ready for you to post it on Sunday. Well, yeah, barely. <laughs> and hell did come because- I upheld my end of the bargain. Because D, we had to go to the Hate Street Fair on Sunday and P-Town came out and your girlfriend came out and I don't need to tell you, but I guess the listeners need to know that there was- much debauchery, uh, not even at the Hate Street Fair, but more after the Hate Street Fair uh, at several bars. And I actually uh, don't remember going home, which I had to take <laughs> about a 40-minute uh, train ride to get home, which I don't remember. I do remember not being able to get change out of the machine to get on the first train. Actually, I had to take two trains. Um, but you I do remember. Drunk. I do remember waking up out of a passed out haze in my bed with all my clothes on at about 3 a.m. Monday morning thinking, holy shit, I've got to post the podcast because <laughs> I'm that concerned about it. So I did post it, but no, I, I wrote a short description. And, and you know, to be honest with you, I could not for the life of me remember what we talked about. So, you know, these people can't remember what we talked about. How do you expect me to remember it when I'm wasted and it's two days after we even recorded the thing? As much as I don't want to use alcohol as any kind of defense here, your actions are justified because I was fucking wasted at the Hay Street Fair. Yes. I, seriously, I would not have been able to type in my condition. Yeah, and that's the other thing. If I was just drunk by myself and everybody else was sober, then I would feel shame 
But everybody was wasted that night. Put it this way. I was so drunk at that uh, fair, after the fair, because the fair actually kind of sucked. It did. The, the fair we happens the on fair Hay Street for, what, in San 20 Francisco. Minutes? Yeah, you weren't allowed to drink. So we left and we went to the bar where, the pub, where we started drinking heavily. And at one point, I don't know where you went. I think you just left. Yeah, that's just were so right. drunk, you just ambled out of the bar and left. Yeah. I walked out to see where you and uh, P-Town went. Because he also and, left. Yeah, he also split. And I walked outside. I started puking all over the window of the Chinese restaurant right next to the pub. <laughs> Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, I puked all over the window. And then I kind of like. Were there people eating in the Chinese restaurant at the time? Oh, yeah. There were people <laughs> eating in the Chinese restaurant looking at me. And then there were people smoking outside of the bar also looking at me. And so after I was done, I turned around. It's like three really good wretches. I turned around. I was like, thank you. Thank you oh, very okay. much. And I walked back in the bar and started drinking again. So you took the Olympic gymnast uh, maneuver out of that. Cause the I, other... I didn't bow. <laughs> <laughs> but you did, you did the salute, the hand salute. The other, the other opportunity or option there is the Lemmy response. What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, the, the typical English response. <laughs> yeah. What you looking at, mate? Want to fight? Yeah, so I just kind of like was like, thank both you. Are val- both are valid. Walked right back into the bar and started drinking again. And yeah, yeah that, kissed it was... your girlfriend on the lips. <laughs> she was into it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think in uh, in light of the explanation here, Aubrey and Ash, you can understand why we didn't write a very detailed description of uh, episode seventy four. Implied laziness. That that really cracks me up. As I think if, it's as implied if that's gonna drunkenness. Ch- as if that's gonna change. If, as if that affects. As if that goes any further than even skin deep. Doesn't even get to the skin. I think it. I think it means implied alcoholism, and you should probably go get help for that wackily. What? <laughs> Is this an intervention? <laughs> Just move on to the next email. So next email, I want to say actually a big thank you here to uh, John and Steve. From uh, Corporate America over there in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. We've talked about you guys before. You introduced us to the original Kings of Vulgarity, got us in there and everything. Well, uh, John here wrote, D and Lance, just wanted to drop a quick line from Midwest Corporate America telling you that the podcast clan at his business has grown to about 40 executives now. (laughs) One thing I wanted to share with you is that we just recently did a vote via email and uh, blow are the results of the clan's top three, and sick and wrong is number one. Oh wow! I need so, to I need to find out the name of this company and make sure that none of my money is invested there. <laughs> I just think it's great that the executives are listening, not not the production assistants, yeah. not the interns. The executives are listening to sick and wrong. It's like the fall of the Roman Empire. This is the one of the signals that that company's just going to go down. Well, I want to issue a hearty thank you to John and Steve and keep spreading the sickness. You guys are doing a good job. Finally, here we got another email from uh, Cameron, who's an Australian fan. And he says that he doesn't think that uh, Australia is overrepresented in our stories considering the size of the population. And, you know, he has a good point there. I mean, a, he's saying it's a big country? Well, no, Australia is the size of the U.S., but their population is about the size of, what, Indiana? So why is he – so So he doesn't think their stories are overrepresented because the U.S., all sick and wrong things happen like on an hourly basis. Okay. Whereas in Australia, you know, I mean the fact that so many sick and wrong things happen, that just shows oh, you that uh, – so the sickness per capita is so high that he says that they do deserve to be – often represented is what he's saying yeah okay i understand well he says that he's gonna keep this short but he loved our audio tribute to his favorite song of the v-tech killer and it got me thinking about sick and wrong songs and i dug this one out of my collection this song is by shellac from an album called 1000 hertz great name for an album and this is the first track cracked me up when i heard it and i hope you get a laugh out of it too so we're gonna end the show with uh, this song by shellac i don't know people out there if you heard this heard of the band big black but steve albini was in big black and shellac's his second band big black's one of my favorite bands steve so, albini um, that name sounds familiar and i me. love the album 1000 hertz so i think it's only fitting that uh, we end this show with this song yeah. So um, until next week, if you haven't already, go vote for us at uh, Podcast Alley. I think our rank's actually really high. We almost have 50 votes. Yeah. So if you haven't already. It's only the middle of the month. Yeah. So if you haven't already, go click on the link on our main page and uh, give us a vote at Podcast Alley. We'll be back next week with uh, episode 76. Until then, take it sleazy. Don't stop believing. To the one true God above, here is my prayer. Not the first you've heard. But the first I rode Not the first, but the others Were a long time ago There are two people here And I want you to kill them First she can go
lightly by disease or a blow to the base of her neck where her necklaces close where her garments come together where I used to lay my face that's where you ought to kill her in that particular place him just fucking kill him I don't care if it hurts Yes I do I wanted to Fucking kill him But first Make him cry like a woman No particular woman Let him hold out Hold back Someone or other might come Then fucking kill him Fucking kill him Kill him already Kill him Fucking kill him, fucking kill him, kill him already, kill him, fucking kill him, fucking kill him, kill him already, kill him, just fucking kill him, fucking kill him, fucking kill him already, kill him, I'm fucking kill him, fucking kill him. Kill him, kill him, just fucking kill him. Kill him already, kill him already, kill him. Amen.